The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded September 24th, 2020. Enjoy! Welcome to the October edition of Life in the Tax Lane, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Spooktacular. How are you doing? Thanksgiving, and here are your favorite tax turkeys ready to regale you once again. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic as well. I feel joyful because of all that humor you're bestowing upon us, Hugh. Thank you so much for that. But I think we need to get down to the tax here. So what do you got for us, big guy? Well, how do you like the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy? Uh, well, mm. we've been wondering when the other shoe would drop. It dropped. We're starting to see the audit letters, and they are huge. We got nine pages of information requests. When the initial panic passed, I know my first thought was, well, I got the phone number for the auditor and their team leader in this letter. Maybe I got to make a call and see what we really need. And that's what I was recommending. We did recently hear from a conference report. Uh, we haven't seen anything formal from CRA. I doubt we will, saying actually that list was supposed to be everything we could possibly ask for to determine Sue's claims in any situation not the first ask for an initial review. So pick up the phone, call the auditor and scope out, look, this is the data we have that we think supports everything. What else do you think we, you're going to need? Because you've only given me 10 days to bring it together. Maybe I got to send you the easy stuff first, and then we'll go look for anything more that you require. And my ROI on learning Sue's keeps getting better because mm -hmm. the throne speech on the 23rd, we heard this is going right through summer 2021. So lots more Sue's periods to come. Unfortunately, the throne speech doesn't provide us with a lot of details, so we don't know what any changes will be. And I know, Joe, normally we are waiting forever for any further details out of the throne speech. How fast did they start getting details out on some of this stuff? Yeah, less than 24 hours. Uh, it came out hard, fast, and furious. So let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, we know that CERB uh, wound up at the end of September, transitioned into a new program. So basically, uh, we've got a new version of EI where you're going to get a minimum $500 per week as long as you ha had, in general, 120 insurable hours over the last 52 weeks. And that can be extended if you're actually eligible for CERB as well. Um, now, if you weren't eligible for EI, we've got this brand new CERB-like uh, item that's available for us. And that, as well, is $500 per week. Now, there are a couple things that we need to know about this. First of all, in the last 12 months prior to application or in the previous fiscal year, you had to have earned about five, at least $5,000. What kind of earnings are we talking about? Well, basically the same things that would have made you eligible for CERB. One question mark though is non-eligible dividends count for CERB. We don't know yet if they're going to be eligible in respect of this new CRB plan. So that's something you need to be aware of. Um, you can get it for up to 13 periods, which is 26 weeks. There are some cautions though in respect of this. If you you quit from basically September 27th going forward and you also have the opportunity to go back to work but you don't go back to work, your potential claim for that period and the next four periods has just gone out the window. So uh, we are going to see similar things like this in CERB legislation but it never actually passed. But anyways, uh, that is something we want to be careful with and uh, you know, if you get too much and you have to repay it back, uh, there are potential penalties and interest applicable too. Honestly, mistake. Uh, penalties and interest wouldn't apply, um, but otherwise, yes, they would. You know, Caitlin, do you have any thoughts say, on this? 
Yeah. yeah as, as an employer, if you're having trouble getting people back to work because the benefits are just too lucrative for them to give up to come back to work, I'd be very interested in this new rule that you were speaking about where, you know what, if you do offer people's jobs back, they got to come back or risk losing a lot of benefits. And I think one of the other big things that we're watching out for here is, uh, sir, basically uh, for the EI system, first of all, uh, where you get to 68000 approximately $68,000 in the year, you're going to start having clawback for every dollar earned in excess of that at a 30% rate. Uh, when it comes to this new CRB, uh, it's going to be a 50% clawback. But once you hit $38,000, so that threshold is much lower. Under CERB, there was no threshold like that, no clawback. So there's another difference we're looking at. You? Well, you can also be clawed back 100% of your CRV if your income's too high. So it's going to disappear awfully quick. And I'm guessing we're going to see a lot of surprised people when they do their tax returns because that's where they'll see that clawback. Yeah. Well, let's shift gears a bit and talk about some of our owner managers uh, that work in the company. And we need to decide, you know, whether you want to pay them a salary or a dividend. Question comes up every year. Well, this is a particularly important question uh, for those of our clients that maybe are struggling with some of their income tax obligations because paying a dividend could come with a very high price. What do I mean? Well, there's a little special rule in the Act Section 160, and it basically says if you receive something from a non-arm's length party, that could be a shareholder receiving something from their corporation, and you don't pay fair market value for that thing that you get, you could be held liable for that corporation's tax debt that existed at the time of the transfer. So the question here is, if you get a dividend, is that a something that could pull you into Section 160 where you can be held liable for the corporation's tax debt? And the answer is absolutely. You get a dividend by virtue of your shareholdings. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to provide any consideration to get that dividend. Uh, so you got to be really careful um, if you're if your business struggling right now and you're choosing to pay yourself dividends by doing so, you're providing a personal guarantee to the CRA in respect of the amount of the dividend to the extent that you have that tax liability. Hugh or Joe, thoughts there? Kate, I find that gets real scary real fast because I may not even know I have a tax liability. Maybe CRA does an audit two years later and assesses me extra income tax. Okay, I'm retroactively on the hook for that. I like your analogy of a personal guarantee. Now, if it's GST or source deductions, it's a lot easier for them to go after directors in particular. But here we're talking about any non-arms length shareholders. So that can be friends and family members or small business owners. Uh, not public company shareholders, but that's not the clients that a lot of us are dealing with day to day. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have uh, another little treat thrown to us by CRA just in time for Halloween, uh, although they took it right back to January 1st, 2020, uh, pretty generous on their part. For years, they have allowed no receipts, meals, claims for things like medical expenses, moving expenses, the Northern Residence Deduction. And the big one for me has always been the transport sector, uh, truck drivers in particular who are away from home. They're going to be claiming their meals because obviously they can't come home every night. So how much were they allowed to claim? Prior to this announcement, every meal had a cap of 17 bucks. So 51 bucks a day. This year, the revenue minister and the transport minister got their heads together and sent out a release saying, you know what, we're going to bump that up to 23 bucks a meal 
$69 a day. If you don't want to keep your receipts, you can claim that and there won't be any questions asked. Uh, that's not what I normally see in formal allowance policies to employees, but certainly for those types of claims, uh, that's about as high as the courts have ever allowed us to go without receipts. So I'd be looking at uh, my claims for the upcoming 2020 year. And again, retroactive to January 1. So a pretty significant increase. Yeah. I'd like to move on to another uh, interesting court case that just came about a good reminder to document things. So what had happened here is we actually had the death of the founder of Quebecor Inc. And that happened about 20 years ago. So three children uh, got the shares. Two of the kids bought the other one out for $50 million. So pretty big dollars involved here, but they didn't have the cash at the time. So basically said, uh, we'll pay you, uh, pay you back. The problem was there were no terms as to when or how those types of conditions, uh, they weren't in the agreement. So guess what? They didn't. Only about 30% of that $50 million had been paid uh, by 2019 when this went to the courts. And the question was really, you know, give me the money. It's been 20 years here. Can they do it? And the court eventually said, yeah, uh, you got to pay the remainder. You got to pay interest. But you know what? It took 20 years to get there. Mm -hmm. So just another reminder why we want to get all of those details put into those types of agreements. It could cause a lot of problems into the future. Let's move mm -hmm. on. All right, a new letter campaign from the CRA. Uh, when we file our corporate tax return, there's a schedule that we should also be completing and filing, which basically uh, identifies the shareholders of that corporation. Um, and CRA is concerned that that form and schedule isn't being completed properly and accurately. So they're asking for that schedule on an information basis. Don't be surprised if you get the letter. They do, however, say that there will be no reassessments, penalties or audits coming from this campaign. It's to gather information. Uh, so that is all we have for today. Hugh or Joe, final comments? Well, happy Thanksgiving and Halloween. All right, have a wonderful day. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more details, visit www.videotax.com. The preceding information is for general informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see www.videotax.com disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News, Inc. 2020. All rights reserved.